Okay, so just want to double check, make sure we're live <laughs> first, because that's good. me. Okay, we are live. So good evening, everybody. I'm Dustin Coiner from Track Days. Uh, we're talking motorbikes tonight. Uh, ask the private. Uh, ask actually, not he's is a privateer, but ask the Kinda. club racer with Tyler Bankford. Um, I've known Ty for a few years now. Uh, I've I've got to watch him come up from amateur ranks. You know, he was riding some kind of 600 or whatever uh, in new <laughs> racer school. He did new racer school with us, actually. Sure um, did. And um, now I think he's racing some Suzuki 1000 now. And, uh, that is correct, yes. Yeah, so welcome <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, I started with you guys on a Jixer 600 with no horsepower. And now I'm on a Jixer 1000 with no horsepower. So <laughs> that's, I, you know, I mean the Suzuki's. I don't know, man. Like I, I had, I had a few myself um, mm -hmm. years ago, and um, you know I had the 750, the the one. It, it was the one right after the egg-shaped tail one. You know, yep. 2000. Yep. yep. And um, the thing made pretty good power, you know, but it, it was. Um, Dude, you look at that bike now, and it's like the gas tank's <laughs> the size of a coffee table. Yeah, right? it's massive. Yeah, and then i i had a I had a 04 600 Suzuki um, back then, and man, it didn't matter what we did to that thing. It, <laughs> like I had a dude that was like a one of the, I think he was Aaron Yates's mechanic at Yosh mm -hmm. back then, and he built the engine for me, and the thing was still slow. I mean, it, like the <laughs> R6s came out with the 600 class, and just I mean, just for what fifteen years, basically. Yeah, <laughs> just dominated, just murdered everybody in that <laughs> class, right? Oh yeah, so, I yeah, um, I definitely took my turn on the R6, so I I did that as well. Got off the Suzuki and went to an R6. So, so I'm kind of trying to think of um, who was in your class. Was it was it Cole Fugati and those guys? Is that who? You no, were that was the one before us. So okay. they were they were the year before us, and I think. Jack Backen was the year before, maybe maybe with Cole, um, but we had like uh, Rich Finley. Okay. Um, it's funny, like I feel like we had a kind of a off class where not a lot of people stayed racing, but yeah. um, like maybe two or three of us are still going. You know. Yeah. Well, I I'll be straight up with you, Ty. That that's something I've been combating for like twenty years plus. Right? Yep. Yep. The rate the rate of attrition. You've already punched through the numbers, bro. Like you're a lifer now. Just that heads yeah. up. <laughs> I'm stuck. You stuck know. with it forever. Like we're a bunch of club racer dummies. We cry poor all the time, <laughs> but somehow we manage to put a bike on the grid, right? I know it. Yeah, it's a struggle sometimes and and you just get through it and do it and you have fun and you're happy in the end anyways, you know. There's yeah. there's weekends that suck, but it's way better than working, so and just a heads up, Finley's commenting already. So, oh great! I'm sure. We're Hopefully, have it's some appropriate commentary from him. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, you you're doing the club thing, and um, like you went from like how did you go from the 600 to a thousand? I mean, you started with the R1, you had a couple cowies, and now you got that Suzuki thing. But, mm -hmm. You know, how did you transition? Did, were you still amateur when you switched to the R1, or I forget? No, so I raced the Jigsaw all the way through my first amateur season, and then okay. the last round, my buddy Slavin let me borrow his R6 okay. to race, and so I ended up getting a podium in every single race 
that round just on the, the R6. And so Were you like, God damn it. I know. I was like, should have been doing this the whole freaking time, dude. Fucking was it because nobody bike. showed up that weekend? No, it was it was a good good battle weekend, and actually it was uh, me, Key, um, Khan was there. Oh, and that's right. You raced with Kirati, huh? Yeah, dude. And she you got your ass. ass kicked by a yeah, chick the whole I did. year. I did, dude. And Kate <laughs> even sometimes. She came out and whooped my oh, ass. Man. To be fair, they raced an entire season before me, so that's my excuse. But they were they were fast, so there was no I don't know if there. I would say they raced an entire season before you, but – I will say they put a lot of effort in, you know what I mean? And they were legit yeah. fast. I mean, they were fast. Kirati yeah. was Kirati was fucking fast on that thing, man. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, when she was on, she was on, dude. Oh yeah. I think she did she I think she won all the championships that year. She right? got uh first or in one, second in the other, yeah. and then I got third in both. Yeah. So, um Mikey Malloy, who's another good friend of mine, we raced, he was fast too and same thing like both of us started the season. We were like battling for 18th at the first races, you know. So um, you're lucky, dude. I mean, a lot of riders don't realize this: how lucky we all really are now. I mm-hmm. mean, the amount of racing that you can do on a weekend as an amateur is just—it's just bananas. Um, yeah. You know, when I started, you know, me, the OG Track Days crew, right? Like when we started, me, Gil, Jimmy, right? When we started back in the day, dude, it was race weekend at WSMC for novices. Yep. Pretty much you practiced on Saturday, and then on Sunday morning, you did a couple of sessions of warm-up. And then you basically waited till the end of the day for your one six-lap race. Yeah. Right? Oh, that sucks. And now amateurs are racing like four, five, six. I mean, I remember guys racing. There was that one dude from Colorado that came out and raced – he was like the weed guy. I can't remember yeah. what his name was. He was, he was like, right? I, hey, look, this is real, man. Like, uh, no, like, hey. He was into weed, man. He, he was, like was weed. He was Dr. Green Thumb. Apparently. That's so funny. But that dude was racing like eight races a weekend. He had like a full Graves bike, you know? Like, yep. He had like a, this is obviously 10 years ago, basically, right? But like, right. this guy had like a $30,000 R6. <laughs> with spares and dude a stack of tires like seven foot high at the end holy of the weekend, shit right? dude every basket. session he had new tires on it was yeah. awesome right so yeah the weed guy like i don't remember his name but the weed guy right <laughs> yeah no he uh that that's lucky dude sometimes you when you go through a race weekend and you're able to race six races a day yeah like that's where the improvements come from you know and then you're able to put tires on that many times like you're gonna be unstoppable right so. <laughs> right yeah i wish so i could do that the- one like what was how was that for you like i have my opinion on it because i did the same thing uh yep. in 2015 but you know would you after racing a 600 for a little bit for a season basically right mm-hmm. you just went right into the r1 yeah so uh um, like a used r1 or something i did i bought alex fuller's bike <laughs> oh shit you bought yeah. that thing yeah. No wonder you, you got yeah, away from Yamaha. That's why I hated it I so much. I blame Alex. <laughs> yeah, I just blame Alex that guy. Alex sold you his clapped out hunk of dude, dirt, didn't he? If had I known, I bought. <laughs> dude, I I am an idiot. I bought that bike in the dark. You know, it was it was horrible. I, uh, I wouldn't exactly say that's accurate because I do believe I remember warning you. Nah, uh, 
I don't. Yes, I don't think I, I got a warning until I after I bought it. I tried to sell you my bike, and that bike was way cheaper. And you're yeah, like, it was like half one. price, dude. Yeah. Well, now you know. <laughs> There's why. a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. I got home and like the uh, the sprocket nut was missing. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like this is horrible. Yeah. Um, but the reason I did it is like at the end of the um, uh, amateur season, I guess you could say, I did one race at Big Willow. Okay. And that was my first expert round uh, with Weira. Oh, okay. And so, I, dude, I had the worst weekend ever. I I get out there, my I do qualifying, or it's not qualifying, it's just practice with Weira. But yeah. um, I did my two sessions, and then in the first race, my clutch went out, like, on the start. So it was just, like, revving straight to the moon. I was like, all right, whatever. Got to find well, a clutch. Well, it came so. from Alex. Uh, pretty no, sure. no, this was on an R6. This was oh, that R6, R6 I borrowed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm shitting and, on Alex for no reason then. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Well, okay. That's fine. That's fine. You can do that. It's no big deal. No, it's like we talk in person, so it's like <laughs> yeah. the same shit we say in person, right? I know. He knows my feelings on it, so it's it's <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, and everyone else does too at this point. It's a couple of years out from that. But uh, right. So I do this first race. Um, I don't even get a race the first one. The second one, I get a clutch in it. Me and Anthony spent, you know, this is our first time doing an R6 clutch, and if you've ever done one, that little knuckle you got to get in there is it's a bitch. I'm not going to yeah, lie. It's I, horrible. I'm not going to lie. I, I've tried that. And, um, and then I had <laughs> Joseph make fun of me for like an hour plus. After <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They yeah. suck, dude. It's, it was miserable. By the time we finished, it was probably one or two in the morning. So at a club weekend, you know, you're already up anyways, but yeah. Well, we, I mean, uh, you know, the CVMA scene back then, you know, you you kind of came in at the tail end of the of the, like the Team Blue Budget Barbecue thing, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So you you're like one of the, you're basically the last class that got to experience that, right? Yeah, and it's funny because you kind of chase that feeling or that that uh, fun that we vibe. had at yeah, exactly the vibe. I couldn't even think of the words, but you yeah. chase that, and it's like. It's not exactly the same, but you try to make it the same. So we're, you know, it's just different now. And it like as you progress too, you're not focused so much on the party afterwards. But I mean, some people are. <laughs> but uh So it, um I'm just gonna i I'm gonna pause you for just a second. Yeah, go ahead. Because your homies are commenting shit. Oh great. So um, you know, obviously uh Rich Finley says that he wanted a black flag karate. <laughs> Oh no! There's a story with that. They. And then, uh, 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 God. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let you file that, and then I'm just yep. gonna blow through these because it's Go pretty for funny. It. Um, yep. Lug nuts is saying that it, yeah, it was clapped out for sure. Um, <laughs> yep. In the dark and cold at midnight after zebra. Uh well, you know what the zebra is, I'm sure. <laughs> is that it? Did it used to be links? Uh, I don't know. Is it that I'm not that far back. club in Indio, uh, yep. <laughs> off the Dillon Road exit? It was. Uh, it's in Roseman, I think. That's. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. right next door to that Mexican restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I actually never been there. Dude, it was hilarious. Dude, it was who me. Who goes to strip clubs in Roseman? What the fuck's wrong with you? We were in Roseman. What? Are you... and Lots so, of things. Clearly, dude. It was right? me, Anthony, uh, Rich. Jared Fixler, and I think one other person that might have been it, but yeah, like we were the only ones there, and for good reason. And oh one of them God. had their shoes on backwards. She was like Bambi falling over there the week. Like, anyway, yeah. It's the... So Visor Down says, uh, just let Nick do it. It'll be 10 minute stops. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably the clutch, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, at, at Chuck Wall, anyway, when CVMA was jumping, right, when it first started in a mm -hmm. couple of years, you know, we would we would uh, do the awards banquet at that, like, casino. Oh, and, yeah, yep. And, um, you know, afterwards, a lot of the guys would go to Lynx right there at the <laughs> road exit, right? And, yep. you know, I mean, I never went there either, right? Yeah. But the stories that people brought home, I kind of imagine those are the same quality of people that you would see 100%. At the one in Rosemont, right? Yeah, they probably, you know, that's like their second job. They're traveling, you know, traveling strippers. So. You know, C-section <laughs> staples, you know. Yeah, oh, right? it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, that was, right I didn't think that's what we'd be talking about, but yeah, <laughs> we bring, bring hey, up the past. It's fine, Hey, dude. man, like this is, this is the real deal of racing, right? Just hey, like, if you hey. guys want a club race... It, go to the zebra. You'll be the fastest thing ever. At Willow. At Willow Springs, yeah. If you go to Willow yeah, Springs, zebra, there's a Mexican restaurant right next to it, so you can go to the strip club, go to a Mexican wow. restaurant, and you'll wow. be you'll be set. You don't yeah. need anything else. Yeah, uh, Ty, you probably have the uh, the full the full rundown of the quality depending on the the um, stripper, right? Mm, you yeah. go to the full Yelp review. One of on them's name one. was Almond Milk. Now that I think about this, like almond milk and, uh, yeah, it was horrible. I don't know why we're, my fiance is watching this. People, so are sorry, asking, people are asking you to bring some of those to Utah. <laughs> oh, God. No. You I don't mean, want dude, them. like, you know, you've raced all over, right? I mean, you. Yeah. yeah. What's, uh, you, you've raced, obviously, CVMA. That was where mm -hmm. you started. You, you, yep. you did a little bit of Wira, right? I did Wira, yep. At Willow, then, where else? Uh, Vegas, we did Button Willow. Um, I think that's all, um, with we're, uh, I just basically West coast stuff. Yeah. But, um, did you go I, to I like MRA? race. I did. We did a four hour race in MRA. Oh yeah. And, dude. Uh, dude, it was, the, that's my favorite race of the year. A hundred percent. Like endurance racing is the best. We should do that. We should, we should do that. Right. Yeah. I'm do the down. Four hour. So I, I, this is years ago. Like I, I, did a couple of the four hours when my mm -hmm. dad was still racing and uh the last one was uh 20, 2011 yeah and um so i go out there the my dad's got the first stent since it's his motorcycle yep and he gets like i guess he had gotten heat exhaustion the day before in practice oh like, great dad, what the fuck's wrong with you man <laughs> so he's like you know uh linda blair <laughs> right it's, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, for the youngsters, he, youngsters can Google that um, <laughs> reference. But, um, yeah, so, you know, he was sick. So I ended up doing three of the four hours solo. Yep. <laughs> Ran the thing out of gas, everything. Like, oh, dude. Couldn't see the fucking pit board. You know, I'm tucked in. I couldn't <laughs> see the pit board because the pit board was white too, man. Yeah, so, I, uh, I have something to say about the, the four hour and having four people on a team. Uh, we had four, and then Rich got kidney stones and then backed out of it. While we were there, he showed up to the track. He was out in Colorado, and we needed a fourth. And he's like, oh, I have kidney stones. Oh I can't race. God. So it was me, Jack, and Lugna, and we got second. So Right on. It's pretty good. Yeah, the High Plains Raceway, right? right? Yeah, dude, dude, that's my favorite track. It's me so good. too, man. I, you know, honestly, it's right now it's like, High Plains and Thunder Hill. I mean, yeah. Dude, Thunder Hill is my jam. Really? It's You'd so put Thunder hard. Hill up there with that? Yeah, I would because it's just, um, 
I guess it's just nicer. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, it, it, and, it, you know, going to High Plains Raceway is kind of like going to Chuck Walla, right? It's a fuck <laughs> ways out in the middle. It of is. <laughs> it's like an hour east of Denver, and my, my family lives in Colorado, so. Okay. Yeah, it's luckily, luckily, we just drove from San Diego to Vegas, where most of our team is, and then Vegas to Denver, where my parents live, and then we stayed another night, and then we drove out to the track, and so we only have to drive an hour to go to my parents if we want to go home, but we had yeah. a toy hauler at the time, so it was it was a legit setup, man. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so apparently Barry, uh, Barry from Moto United is saying that uh, – He'll take you to the Bears Den in Magna if you want. Uh, <laughs> if you want, quote, dime piece strippers when you're back in Utah. Oh, great. The Bears yeah. Den. <laughs> Rainy, if you, uh, <laughs> the Bears Den, if you hear this. I mean, that, uh, sounds, that sounds like a, that sounds like a, is it gay? <laughs> it <laughs> might be a strip club for men. Right? Like, uh, for other men. Right. <laughs> Oh my God! That's uh, yeah, I mean, I I didn't know it was gonna morph into that, dude. But that's okay. No, it's fine. I mean, yeah, it's that's what it turns. I mean, this is club racing, dude. You you go yeah, well, to the track uh, and then you end up at a strip club sometimes. So uh, okay, so there's a couple more coming in. Uh huh. Obviously, Matt Muldoon is uh, stoked on High Plains Raceway, as is hell yeah the multi bad base guy. You've heard him hell yeah. before as well. Um, Lugnuts says, "Be careful! It's a gay club. Ty will like it." <laughs> and then, oh, he would uh, join me. So that's and fine. then Matt Cavarles says, um, "Bachelor party at Bearsden." Oh, dude, I have a bachelor's party going. Uh, it's going to be pretty dope. Uh, we're we're going to do rent the mini track out. So, oh my god! And while we're talking about friends, I have to wish my friend Sean a happy birthday. So, Sean, if you're watching, Sean, happy birthday! Yep. Happy birthday, it's his, Sean. It's his birthday. He said he'll never talk to me again if I don't wish him a happy birthday on this thing. So, Are you serious? Yep. And he'll, that's wow, what he said. That's the kind it's, of friends you have, huh? I know, dude. All he's right. a teammate, and he's going to lay this shit on me? Wow, dude. <laughs> Which Sean is this? Uh, that's Sean from our team. He races the Aprilia. Well, he races an R6. Um, I, you might not have met him before. I'm, I'm not sure, though. Yeah. yeah Sean to... Rothmeyer. Hmm. Maybe. He's, uh, I'm not, I'm not like going to give his, term, dude. I, well, it's, it's funny you say short, short term. He's a shorter guy. I wasn't going to say that on the, on the live stream. Oh. I love you, Sean. Sorry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> These are my friends. So yeah. yeah see? I mean, it's, it's cool. You know, I mean, that's, that's what club racing's all about, right? Like exactly. You, come, you, you, uh, basically stab your buddies in the neck all day and then you talk <laughs> shit about it at night. Like that's, that's right. Yeah, and it's the, nighttime, so it happens to be stabby in the neck time. Clearly, <laughs> if, it's, if you're getting stabbed anywhere else, I don't know. That's another thing. But you know, the club racing thing—it's just, um, you know, it—it's so cool. Like, what what do you do for a living? So I'm an air traffic club controller. Racers, we all have we all have day jobs. So what do you do? Yeah, I'm an air traffic controller uh, in Carlsbad. So I've I've done it my whole adult life. So since I was 18. 18 to now that's you know almost 12 years worth so it's uh i love it dude i thought you were older than that dude it's the hairline i thought you were gonna like race formula 40 with me 
<laughs> Dude, if they, if they let me in by my hairline, I would do it. Nah. And you'd probably beat me. That's the sad part. I just... Well, yeah. I mean, I've only <laughs> lost to you one time, so you I only just, raced I promised. one time. Like, no, we raced in multiple twice. races that weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. Happens. <laughs> Happens. Go ahead and play that video. I wasn't going to give up the spot without a fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there for what Ty's talking about is... Um, I I, uh, I I used a little bit of racecraft because I'm old and broken, so I have to use <laughs> racecraft. And I used something, and um, I I don't know what he was thinking, but I passed him on the on the outside on the way up the hill to the corkscrew. <laughs> and then and then he he tried to pass me on the brakes, but he went exactly where I put him. He he set me up pretty good. So I, I, I put you exactly where I wanted you because there's uh-huh. no way you could have fucking got that thing stopped. Honestly, I you know, honestly, and afterwards you were like, God damn it! That's I, I, exactly what I said, dude. I was like, Ah, oh, I, I, I knew that was gonna happen. I, I could have just kept on the brakes, but I might have tucked the front. And then I was like, Oh, if I crash into Dustin at his event, he's gonna be pissed. <laughs> so That's it's not okay. Really my event, dude. Like, well, I mean, I'm one you're of one of the guys. Shit. Like, yeah, you know. But I'm I mean, a, I'm a racer, you know. I'm I'm kind of the racer guy in the team, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, back to the club racing shit. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Let me ask you this: like, since you've raced in Colorado, you've raced in Utah. Utah? Uh, yeah, Utah? I have. I have done Utah. Yeah. I'm not very successful there. So I have... what? What's the farthest you've had to drive to club race? Obviously um, Colorado, right? I mean, I think it's Colorado. Yeah. So we went to the MRA and that was it. So, yeah, but, I mean, I've, 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 I keep hearing such good things that about Road America getting a repave. I'm like, dude, dude, who's club racing out there, right? I like, know. Let's road trip out there, dude. If we could get a convoy going, I think that would be a blast. I, I just want to race around the country without it being like Moto America expensive, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, you you've raced uh, i'm gonna just shift gears here like you've raced a yep. bunch of different bikes right you mm-hmm. know after the r1 you had a couple of cowies yep you know everybody makes mistakes i get it <laughs> um and then uh, now some of them are still making them yeah that's yeah fine. i mean you know so what's your deal man like are you just like sample <laughs> platter like just gonna yeah try, you're gonna you're gonna ride an aprilia 660 next well, honestly, I've thought about going twins because I just get my ass handed to me in 1000. So I, uh, I honestly like, it's hard to explain. I really just want to be fast on whatever I'm on. So like, if I could just say, yeah, I did 47s on every bike that I've ridden, you know, at Chuck Walla, like that's just my benchmark. So if I could say I did 47s at every track I've been to, or I mean, uh, every bike I've been on at Chuck Walla, that would be pretty legit. So yeah, it's not the reason, but like honestly you're always trying to find something that you're super comfortable with and i think the 16 to 20 cowie was the one i've been most comfortable on but the new jigs are kind of mimics that so oh really i uh i i oh, like so. it so far Does um it's it just powered in the same way or it's just more smooth <laughs> i think like i think my cowie was a little bit down on horsepower maybe like five to ten horsepower my new one made a metric fuck ton of horsepower Really? So it was like much harder to ride, but you get like, if you get a better drive on somebody, it's so much easier to overtake with a lot of horsepower, obviously. 
you just have to ride a little bit smarter if you're down. So the Jigsaw doesn't make a whole lot of horsepower, but um, it's it's not slow. You know what I mean? It's it still makes 185 horsepower. It's pretty right. good, but yeah, it's just not like you know some of these dudes have. It's not even a stock 1000 build. It's literally a stock bike. Yeah. So um, it's it's good. I just I want to find something I'm comfortable on, and obviously you have to ride it a bunch to be you know to make it do exactly what you're trying to do. And like, you're a pretty big guy. I mean, what, how tall mm-hmm. are you? I am six foot two. <laughs> yeah. So this dude is for those watching that don't know this guy, like he's a Sasquatch basically. Yeah. I'm a and, big guy. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you've seen the cartoon of the <laughs> gorilla bear on a tricycle. That's what he looks like on a sport bike. I even fit on an O'Valley, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, I, dude, the bear on the tricycle totally fits yeah, the O'Valley, that's, bro. That's 100%. That's 100%. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so is it that, like, the, you switched the Cowie and the now the Suzuki. Is it just yep. m- mostly because of the way it fit you? Are there, like, a set of electronics features that you were looking for? Like, what? So that was the original thing is I – I wanted my 21, like I bought the 21 ZX10 so that I could have basically the same thing as the 16 to 20, but with more horsepower. And on paper, that's exactly what it is. But the new bike, the electronics were not as good. And for whatever reason, they they sucked. They were shit, right? (laughs) They sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like no matter what we changed, I felt like it was a different bike whenever you start, start it, like it's totally different bike. So that was frustrating. I feel like as a rider, I'm super consistent. Like I can hit the same marks and run a lap time within a 10th of each other for however long, um, for almost a full gas tank, you know, like even as the tires go, but just the ZX 10, it was never the same thing. Like you'd get on it. And for again, Chuck Walla reference, like you could do a 47 and then, You'd get on it again, same weekend, literally the next race, and you'd be like, wow, I can barely do 49s. And, like, I know I'm not that inconsistent where I'm two seconds different the whole race, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know how the the national guy – like, I talked to Stefano Mesa recently, mm -hmm. right? He races the Cowie. I don't know if he races the new one. He does, yeah. Yeah, somehow that dude figured it out. I don't know. It's incredible, and I think he's just – extremely talented you know like that goes a long way um i mean you look at Corey and mikey they both were doing well on it anyways despite the challenges but i think everybody kind of had the same complaint that it was never a consistent bike yeah and uh, like that was my reason for switching like i put that was my first bike i built from scratch like from bone stock bought it at a dealership to like moto america bike like ready to go um data everything yeah i remember you building that thing and i was trying to scumbag you into yamaha before you bought it (laughs) it's true um, you 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 went that route anyway and i was like dude i'm telling you i think you can remember me telling you i was like dude stemble you looked at the electronics i'm telling you they're shit and you're like no i'll figure it out and then you know this the stuff that you just said about it about being inconsistent right you'd Mm -hmm. you'd go out in one race do a 47 and then the next race, barely be able to break through the 50s, right? Yep. Into the 49s. Yep. So what you said is a mirror image of what another racer friend of ours said about that bike. Actually, a yep. couple, right? 
Chad had one. Yep. I don't even know if he raced it. Like I, he did a couple of times, but yeah. he he didn't like it either. So yeah, and and then um, our construction buddy that hangs out with Chad, so, <laughs> right? Uh, are you talking about Wes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wes was like, dude, this thing, like, it's not the same. <laughs> two weekends in a row. Like, he, he's the, the one that convinced me. He was like, hey, dude, you need to get off the Cowie. He's like, you need an Aprilia. And I was like, I can't afford Aprilia. So, yeah. I, uh, honestly, that, uh, that 21 Cowie almost broke me. You know, I almost was like, I'm done with this. Like, if I'm this inconsistent, you know, I, like, I shouldn't be racing. And it's very frustrating. But ultimately, I think it was the bike. And we're getting back to like where I was anyway, you know, yeah. like first round on the, the Jigsaw. So, well, you were telling me over the summer, you know, like you actually told me that you were going to sell the Cowie before the Laguna CRA round. Yep. And, and I did like, put it up for sale too. Yeah. I mean, did you end up selling that thing? No. So it's actually at uh, Nick and Dave's shop, Cyclotech in Las Vegas, and they're okay. putting it back to stock. So um, I had, I've basically sold all the aftermarket stuff. I have like, you know, odds and ends, like an exhaust and like windscreens, you know, like some spare stuff. Yeah. Um, I have about a hundred sprockets for that thing. So if anyone needs Cowie sprockets, <laughs> I have a lot, but, uh, yeah, it's just like, it needs to go, you know? So if anyone wants the Cowie as it's a good street bike, it's got cruise control, you know, wow. it's just fuel gauge? terrible race is bike. It, fuel gauge? it does not actually. It's, oh. <laughs> Uh, maybe you should get a Yamaha. But you got cruise control, right? It's got cruise control, dude. I mean, you dude, might run out of gas. That's while what you you're need. Cruising. That's what you need on a sport bike is a cruise control, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not a BMW with heated grips, you know. But I mean, or a Harley or whatever with tassels, <laughs> right? But then might again, as well put bike, tassels on the Cali. Hey, we got a lot of pink on it. That's as far as I go with the. the yeah, you guys. You guys, you guys rock the pink on the Apex Assassins uniforms, right? It's correct. Yeah, I think I would like to say I started that whole thing. Um, Did you? Yeah. So when I went to Moto Let's America, see if we the can first get a live time, fact check on that, uh, Richard yeah, Finley, uh, if you're still watching, check it, dude. <laughs> I uh, I painted my wheels pink and then went to Laguna uh, for Moto America. So okay, and it was just like a pink and black theme. Yeah. And so I think we just kind of picked up on it and. The team likes it. So that's a pretty cool thing. So uh, you, uh, you know, I'm going to transition back to club racing for just yep. a second. Sure. But, you know, you're club racing. You rock this Apex stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, and you just said that you race the Nationals. So, you know, you've been kind of dabbling in the Nationals the last couple of years, right? Yeah. So um, club racing, like, I love club racing, but, like, at nationals, it's obviously you just want to see where you stack up against the dudes that do this. You know, they race the whole season in Moto America. And they're obviously really fast. Everyone that shows up to Moto America is really fast. So I think. By the way, the I enjoyed came in and it's true. I started the pink. Up with the pink thing. <laughs> yeah. um, I told you, dude, I, don't, I wouldn't lie to you. Um, I think and the nationals is, just... is not a fan either. Oh, well, that's okay. He likes purple, so I don't get it. But I whatever. heard he pees sitting down anyway, so. <laughs> he does, dude. He didn't uh, change his tampon yet, so. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, like, 
I didn't want to do nationals because I thought, oh man, I'm super fast guy. I just thought it'd be cool. Like, is it was like a bucket list thing. And then, um, but we scored points in the first round that I did, which was cool. Um, I didn't get lapped, which was the ultimate goal. And right. then, uh, the next one that we did, we did as a team, actually as there was a year off in between there. Cause I had a really bad crash, uh, which we can get to later. But, um, I did the one this year and we did as a team and it was a lot of fun, man. Like just going out there with your friends and I literally gave everything I had as far as like working out beforehand and like we were sitting on the grid and I, you know, I had to shed a couple tears cause I was like, dude, I gave everything and you know, I was messaging oh, you and you saw my Strava like yeah, man. every day I was out there 40 we were miles comparing. A day. Yeah, dude. I'm like, bro, I did 200 miles this week. <laughs> Right. I know. I was like, all right, I got to do 205. So, You're like, if that old fat guy can do it, right? <laughs> this young fat guy could do it, then it's fine. Um, yeah, it just, I, it felt good to like give everything and, and like, you know, the results weren't what I, what I wanted really. But, um, I mean, dude, you're a club racer showing up to a national. Yeah. You qualify, you know, you qualify when some, a lot of guys go there and they don't, right? Yep. And, and you yeah. got to race. I mean, yep. that, and you came home with a shiny motorcycle and a big smile on your face. Like, for that's sure. That's a win, bro. Yep. Right? It's it's funny, like, the perspective of this. Because when you're in it and, like, you come across the line, you're like, oh, I'm, like, barely in the top 20. You know? like, yeah. And all weekend, you've been closer to the top 10. You know, like, the race didn't show the effort that we put in. Right. You know, up to that point. But it's fine, man. It was... Well, the thing like is, an experience, those, those so. guys, when you're closer to the top 10 for your one lap time, yeah, those guys yeah. are putting in that time over and over and over again, whereas you're putting in that time once. For sure, yeah. Know? So, I mean, you know, everybody in the Superbike grid feels the same thing that you said when they're behind Jake Gagne. I know right? it. Yeah, so, they're, you know, they're only half second off, but at the end of the day, Jake's doing that for the... They're like six seconds off. Right. And you slowed down the last two laps to mail it in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So just to bring it home. You know, tell me, walk me through a little bit, you know, your experience, that transition from club racer to to the national guy um, on a weekend. Um, Talk about (laughs) like the, I mean, look, you're a club racer, right? Like you're not going to go and be like Stefano and do the national series. No. But you're going to, you know, the the West Coast shit. Like back Mm -hmm. in the day, it used to be Laguna, Sonoma. And California yep. Speedway, and now yeah. it's just Laguna. So, or or before before California Speedway, it was also Willow. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the that's... local club guys would come and try. You know, I mean, I know a lot of guys that would qual- try to qualify, and then they would go home empty-handed. They didn't get the race. Yep. But they got to camp in the paddock all weekend. So that's yeah. Of, and you look like a pro racer, really so it's it, fine. Right? Yeah, exactly. They get signed um, autographs even though they didn't qualify. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you get to sit on the fan walk. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's kind of a neat experience, but like talk about, I guess from a level standpoint, like what do you, like the, was, what's Like the what's different? the same and what's different? Yeah. What's the same? What's different? Is the level of preparation different? Like the um, money, talk about the money too. Like what's it yeah. cost to race at Laguna for a weekend as a national? So I'll go into like what it costs you know, for like a club race. So for like an average club race weekend, you're spending probably with travel around two grand. That would be my guess. Um, but that's like with your, 
your tire sponsorships, you know, what credits you work, like if you work for the club and do like get race credits and stuff, um, fuel, all that stuff. If you go to Moto America, there are no discounts. <laughs> so there's not like, you can't just bring your own Dunlop tires. Like you can bring some that are pre-mounted, but obviously it's got to be the compound that they're allowing that weekend. And you have to have, like, you have to make sure that that's what you're, you're going to use anyways. So you spend a lot more just in tires and you, there is a limit on what you can buy. Like you, or I guess you can buy whatever you want, but there's a limit on what you can use. So you're allowed eight tires for a one race weekend. And that can be, if you wanted to go one front tire and seven rears the whole weekend, you could do that. Um, but you ultimately probably do three fronts and five rears. So in one session, you can um, run a new rear. So wow. like you'll run a new rear at the beginning and then halfway through, like once you feel like, all right, my eyes are up and my pace is up and I'm consistent enough to put in a good lap on a new tire, um, you just throw it on and hope for the best, hold on for dear life. Um, but I would say that you probably spend close to that just in tires at Moto America, but you're spending like 250 for a license, and then you're spending, <laughs> uh, I think it's 300 bucks maybe for the entry, and then okay. you have to run VP fuel, so that's another 250 bucks. You probably need a little more gas than that, but that's that's just at the weekend, and then you got to travel there, so. Right. It's expensive, and, and that's why a lot of club guys don't go to nationals. Like, I know so many fast dudes that could make every round and qualify, um, but just the money, you know, it's not there. So, yeah, like uh, like our buddy Lugnuts, right? Uh, I don't think he's fast enough, dude. I think oh, wow, he, really? <laughs> he's uh, one of the slower guys that we hang out with. We we like to hang out with him because he is slow. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, so you hang out with him because he he make, mixes good drinks? Is that? What... Yeah, I don't. He doesn't even do that. It's embarrassing. Really? So he's like Jeez. me now. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not cheap, and like if you go there, I mean, I my friend Cody, I mean, God bless him, he did that thing as cheap as possible, and there were some times where he'd go out on a. Uh, Talk about Cochran. I am, yeah, dude. He he was dude, go out on thought, used I mean, tires. And I'm like, he's gonna fucking toss it, dude. dude so he, that dude, you know, I uh, I got to hang out with him at Podium Club recently, and yep. um, let's just say that uh, I got the I got the vibe that Cody is really good at stretching a dollar. He is very good <laughs> at it, dude. It's incredible. So he like he didn't qualify every round, but he did most of them, and he scored points in a couple. You know, so he's not a slow dude. Um, and he handed me my ass at Laguna. So it was like the ride of his life. So it was, he went really good. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's incredible how far he stretched a dollar to make that work. He, there was sessions where he would post a picture on Instagram and the tire would be fried and he's like, all right, I'm going out to qualify on this. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Spend the 220 bucks on a rear tire, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, he uh, he did good. So you can penny pinch, but like, are you going to be competitive? It doesn't. Right. If it doesn't, if you're not going to be competitive, it doesn't make any sense to do that. Yeah, I mean, Melissa said something too. Like, uh, you know, we were talking about her Twins Cup thing, and she was saying mm -hmm. that to do a season in Twins Cup, it's about a, about a hundred grand minimum. Yeah. 
And she's like, you know, I know your buddy probably has a situation, you know, your buddy could probably do it cheaper, right? But, like, <laughs> they're trying to win. Yeah, you know, yeah, you can't do it cheaper. Like, yeah. if you're trying to be competitive. But if you're someone that like me, that you're going out there, yeah, and, like, obviously I'm competitive, you know, I don't want to go out there and not qualify. I don't want to go get lapped, you know. Right. I'm not saying that you're less than me for getting lapped because you still made the grid. Like, there was people that Laguna that showed up, they made the time, and then still didn't make it because the grid was too big. Right. So, like, you just weren't in the top 40 or 35 or however many. Yeah. So. All right. So, let me ask you this, man. Like, you've done a bunch of club racing. What's uh, what's your best club racing moment? Ooh. If you tell me the rainy curve thing. At... <laughs> no, well, that's, that's for Dude, a non-race moment. That's at the track. watching. She is watching. She can hear me. She's in the other room. <laughs> um, so my favorite, hmm, probably, uh, well, I got a couple. Like, my first win was cool. Um, it's it's tough because I know that Lugnut didn't show up to that race. Oh. But I think had he shown up, we would have had a good fight. I was feeling pretty good. But Wow. You know, like that, that's like the asterisk on my first win, you know, so okay. I, I always think about that. Um, but then the other one was actually at CRA at Laguna. I had like an incredible battle with Will Russell. Me and him, I mean, for three laps, were side by side. Like, I mean, wheel to wheel the entire lap, crossing over each other's lines, passing each other. And then unfortunately, he crashed in turn six. He, he's like, I'm going to outbreak you into six. And I was like, okay, I'll let you go. And was, he hit the bump race. and hucked it. Yep. I was in that race. Like, you guys kind of got away. And then I was like, oh, look, that's Bill. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. he's tumbling off. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was going to be so mad. And he came over and gave me a big hug. But, yeah, it was uh, like you can't ask for anything better. Like, I don't even care if that was for fifth or tenth or twentieth. Yeah. It was like good, clean racing and the, like what i appreciate appreciate about will and even manny segura like yeah. I, he's another one that comes to my mind is like we race so hard but clean like we're yeah. we always pass each other and like we'll stand each other up you know like we don't make contact but it's like it's really close you know there has yeah. been contact but it's that's my favorite kind of racing when you can trust the person next to you i've raced a few times with manny yeah manny, manny knows what's up like, he does, uh, dude. Years ago, I was uh, we had a race at Truckwalla, and um, I think we were battling for the last podium spot in a shootout or something. Mm -hmm. And um, he tried to go under me into seven. We were going counterclockwise, yep. and I just closed the door on him. And I looked over <laughs> at him and I shook my finger at him while I was while the knee was on the ground. Right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> they pass me and so then afterwards he's like dude you shook your finger at me like matumbo and i was like i know <laughs> oh i love that guy yeah. man he's one of my really good friends like at the racetrack we talk a lot but dude i love that guy so yeah he's a good it's, dude we uh i find myself with him and will on the track almost yeah. every freaking race so i think Will's gotten a lot faster since I left Chuckwalla. You know, I yep. left at the end of 2020. Haven't been back since um, yep. for obvious reasons. And um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, like I don't know what the fuck happened. The pandemic. You know, he got mm -hmm. like reversed COVID or something. And like Bill, dude, like, 
Dude, <laughs> Bill couldn't get out of his own way, and then all of a sudden he's like fast. He uh he got married. That's what happened. Oh, he's getting <laughs> he got married. God, yeah, man. that's what. It, he's a little lighter if you catch oh, my drift. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, they uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think, and now we're on the same bike, so there's like no excuse, you know. So I better beat him, and whenever he comes back to racing, yeah, I'm gonna have to show him a a thing or two how to race that bike. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so oh, so he's riding. He's riding a Suzuki as well. Yep, he's he riding a Cowie guy too. So he rode a Cowie for a while. I think he went to an R6 to the Cowie. Oh, okay. But dude, he raced Richard's dinosaur bikes, like the oh, I think they're O1 Jixer one thousand. I think. Okay. Yeah, so he raced that, and I think he went sub fifty on it. <laughs> like Bill, did, I think he or... got yeah. Bill. I, I, I was talking about Manny. Oh no, Manny's yeah, Bill... on a. Cowie, yeah. yeah manny's always kind of been a cowie guy from what i remember but yeah, yeah bills he's like uh he was known for racing bikes of all sorts right yep oh I mean, yeah i used to give him so much crap like uh when we first started the cvma series you know he would kind of pit next to us kind of like where ryan whitman used to pit you know yep and um yeah dude like i would give him so much crap because i was like dude <laughs> Where'd you get the hardware for this bike, bro? Like, they look like Home Depot bolts. Oh, uh, I bet. And I and wouldn't put that past him. He either. had he had a good dude working on his stuff. You know, he had ESP working on his stuff. So, I was yep. like, dude, why is your bike so classed out, bro? <laughs> and then you know, that's just how I you know that's just how I rolled. I just like I would just talk shit to yep. everybody and it was just for fun. And um, but yeah, he's like, man, why you always gotta you know? So he's a uh, that dude raced small bikes i'm pretty sure he raced like a like a ninja 250 or maybe it's a 300 Kavarla's i think it was saying a he had that weird ninja 250 with the boosa front end on. <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's right that's it funny. looked like a gp bike right yeah 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 <laughs> so it's funny that like you learn to be such a savage on those little things like you can't yeah. let off the throttle like on a big bike if you make a mistake you know you can still get back in it or take a different line like on the small bikes, you're so screwed if you roll off at the wrong time. Right. Like you, it takes you a whole lap to get that momentum back. Yeah. I so. mean, I, I did a couple of races in that little bike class out there. You know, I um, I raced Matt uh, Matt Hornshoe's R3 once. Yeah. And then I raced some one of those. Um, I'm really going to regret saying this, but I raced an Andy Palmer built Ninja 250. <laughs> so in like both it? cases, no. Um, in... <laughs> Both right. cases, you know, this is just me, right? Like, I didn't give a shit about that class. But I was like, yeah. look, it, let's go. Warm up laps for practice. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, basically, uh, as soon as Shannon put the board sideways, I took off. And I was halfway <laughs> through the field before she green flagged it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got to cheat so somehow. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> whatever. I think it was like, I think it was like two sevens or something. Oh, dude, that, I mean, that's pretty fast. So, yeah. So, I mean, 207s on a 250, like, that, there was times my first track day, I think, at Chuck, I was doing like 225s, man, on an R1. Like, uh, I had a 09 R1 and it was, you know, like no traction control. So, like, I was deathly afraid of high siding it. And my, actually, I made it all the way till that crash at Big Willow before I had my first crash. Yeah. So I made it like through my whole amateur season without crashing. And then my first expert race weekend, I blew the clutch and crashed. So 
Yeah, not my proudest moment. <laughs> so okay, so you've had a you've had a couple of offs. You know, yeah. um, everybody asks us every time, like, how did you come back from? How how did you go back to doing what it was that you did when you went off? Um, honestly, I was kind of scared. So in March of 21, I had a really bad crash where I hit my head and had a brain bleed, um, from a high side and I was having a great weekend. It was like PRs all weekend and it was the last race and I got a crappy start. Dave Thomas was in front of me. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll just pass him on the brakes. But, um, Travis Wyman was racing that weekend. So I was like, all right, I got to catch Travis. And him and I have gone back and forth this whole weekend. So, like, I know I'm riding good. Yeah. And I just got on the gas too hard out of six and high-sided, but I never let go of the bike. So, like, I was holding on to the bike, and it whiplashed me over the other side um, and knocked me out instantly. You know, like, I don't remember anything from that day. But um, got to the hospital, and Rainey's like, oh, man, I'm glad we, uh, you know, when we went home. She's like, that was a long time. And I was like, man, that was a you know, a weird day, huh? And I, like, I thought it was just one day, but I was there for a week. <laughs> so, um, I, I was scared to come back actually. So my next track day was at Laguna. Um, I had put the bike back together cause the bike was like, I broke a windscreen, you know, and a clip on. So it was totally fine. Isn't that how it always works, right? It's either your body or the bike. Yeah. So lately for me, it's been kind of like a combo of the two. Yeah, so that's where you got to get away from it. You know, you either hurt yourself or you hurt the bike. You know, right. there's no in between. Right. Um, except you, apparently, you're a, you're a weird one. Yeah, I mean, I no, it's just I think it's part of getting old. I, you know, yeah. It's so strange. Like the, the the crash to injury thing really escaped me until 2018. Yeah. You know, aside from the Canon oil filter thing. Oh. Um, Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like the man, it's like I don't. I'm not like a crasher. Like I don't. I don't throw shit down the road all the time. But like since 2018, dude, it's like you throw the thing down the road and pretty much go into the hospital. Like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. Like the faster you go, the harder the crashes. Sometimes you know, but yeah, I feel like the if you watch the fast dudes, um, like MotoGP. Moto America World Superbike, I would say. The fastest guys usually tuck the front, you know? It's rare that they high side. Right. So yeah. for mean, us it's a lot of high GP, siding. GP maybe more high siding, but uh um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, you know, those those superbikes are so locked down with the torque and everything like off the yep. bottom, like the exit of the corner high side is pretty rare unless you get a good inertia one. You know, right. I think um I think Bobier kind of had an inertia one um, mm -hmm. at Indy, maybe, um, and it put him in the wall. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah it like and, snapped the front end. And then Jake's this year at uh, Brainerd, where mm -hmm. the front end was like a catapult. Yep. That was a. I think that was a tuck the front kind of thing, you know. But um, I think you're right on some level there. Yeah. Um, you know, usually. Usually the crashes that I've had are front end tucks too, you know. Yep, man. I definitely have the most moments on the front, like especially now. I'm like almost afraid to give it gas, you know. I'm like, oh, geez, is it gonna work? Like, is our traction control gonna work or not? Yeah. 
So I, that I had to, I have to unlearn that from the Cowie. So now I have to learn to trust the Jigsaw because I know it works. You know, like it might not be as sophisticated as like the kit electronic stuff on the Cowie, but I know it's going to work when I, when it comes on, you know, it's not going to be like the Cowie has the audible traction control and it, it'll be like, pop, 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 pop. And sometimes it would do that. And yeah. you'd still almost high side. You're like, what are you, what the heck? Yeah. It didn't I mean, even do anything. You know, it's crazy, man. Like um, Melissa was talking about working on Hunter Dunham's bike, but you know, uh -huh. we were talking about the Yamaha electronics, you know, like Richard and I did that video on it about how to yep. use it. And a lot of racers are still using that to, as a reference. Yeah. But um, the R1, I mean, dude, like I, I ride the thing and I've got it damn near in rain mode off the bottom. <laughs> you know, it's like I can just stick the thing and it's just like you hear it crackling and popping and it works, you know. Yep. But it takes a long time to, for me, it took, because I'm old. I raced a carbureted <laughs> bike. For, yeah, with no traction old. control. With nothing, right? So to learn how to trust that the electronics are going to be there, it takes a sort of like a leap of faith almost, you know? It does. Yeah, you, you just need to stick jump the thing, in. Like knee down, stick the thing, and it works, yep. right? But yep. like to, to, to tell your brain to send those signals to your hand is hard. Yeah, it's, so. it's funny. Fuzzy told me, so when I was telling him like, oh, the – the electronics don't work, you know, it's, it's inconsistent. Sometimes traction control works. Sometimes it doesn't. I was talking to fuzzy about it and he's like, dude, you're not giving it full throttle. Like it will only work if you give it full throttle, you know, like if you're half-assing it, uh, like for the Cowie anyway, I don't know how the Yamaha or the Suzuki are, but like if you're half-assing the throttle on the Cowie, it doesn't understand that it needs to kick in traction control. Mm. It just thinks you're manipulating the throttle. No, dude, ours so. like ours cuts the torque. Yeah. You know, so it's just like... Oh, it must be nice. You know, it's pretty sweet. Um, and you, you have should, that slide control stuff. It's pretty you should sweet. try one. You should try one. Um, I, let me ride one. I'll go ride Okay, one. so I'm going to go back to the comments, dude. Yeah, like, sorry. There is like rapid fire, bro. Like, oh, it's, great. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty great. Okay, so... Send it. Um, I'm going to just say... Uh, I'm going to start with August Nord. Um, August is actually uh, doing the Nationals as well. Um, yep. I think I I'm going to... I think I'm probably going to podcast with her next year. I know we've been talking, but nice. um, do an episode of Ask a Privateer with her. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, so she's saying Moto America gets cheaper if you're fast enough. It is true. Yeah. Sometimes I, some that purse my money, first, buddy. dude, my first uh, ever money making experience racing was Moto America. So I went that whole time without making a dollar. And then I got 14th and I got 250 bucks. So it was, yeah. uh, it was like, all right, thanks for the tire. I appreciate it. And then um, let's see here. Uh, Show enough, USA said. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess you were talking about the mini thing, and he said it was fun watching you and Vanessa battle that out on Friday. I could tell oh, you yeah. were studying her, looking for a pass, and you finally executed it in the hairpin. Um, yep. And it's very interesting listening to you talk about racecraft after. So my favorite thing about racing is racecraft. Like, yeah, dude. There's a lot of people that can be fast, and you know have one-off laps where they're really quick but yeah. the racecraft like you can't beat a good brain on the track which is is it's my favorite part for sure yeah i mean you know like i was telling you before like that pass at laguna dude i put you mm -hmm. exactly where i wanted you to go i believe and it and, for it and and it yep. was so funny because you watch it on video and i'm like dude i watch this I'm i know it up. and then i just kind of inch over and close off your entry and that was it exactly you know? 
yeah, it, like I'm not going to turn back and make the corner now. So Jeff, that was Jeff Stern used to do that shit to me at Willow. Man. <laughs> like for a whole season, I was getting closer and closer, and he had a dude on the on the wall. So you know, every time I got really, this is like. 15, 16, 17 years ago now, probably. Yeah. But every time I'd get close to Stern, his guy, Rusty, would hold the pit board out and be, you know, it'd be like plus, he would show him a plus zero. And fucking yeah. Stern would go drop a second and a half like that, right? He was like mm -hmm. mailing it in. So, yep. you know, a couple times, dude, I would go and take a shot and he would just like park the thing and just ruin <laughs> my drive. And, and yep. or, or he would ride in a way that would force me to like burn up my tires. You know? Yep. It's like, oh yeah. He, so yeah, like, some people are always, just really good that way. I was always fascinated with how Stern, and he was an old guy back then, even you know, and so yeah. how he was able to go and use racecraft, um, without not necessarily speed. He was using racecraft to smoke fools. Yep. You know, so it, I mean, I'll never forget that because I I filed that in the cabinet. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Uh, never gonna be fast like that you know but maybe you might on and a, honestly it's given weekend yeah like you just sometimes you just need that little bit of confidence in a weekend and you're able to pull off the moves that you want like the ones that you're thinking about that you're unsure of usually you're like oh, i don't know if i can make that work yeah you know sometimes you're just confident you're like all right i'm i put a pass on that was it so so okay so brian green's asking like how many people help you on a typical race weekend and do you have more when you do those nationals um, so on a typical race weekend, it's usually me and rainy, like as far as like direct help. So we just kind of help each other. Um, but Isn't that special, I know, but usually you're <laughs> running your own tires and you're, um, like even she runs her own tires usually, you yeah. know, unless we're going to the, to the same spot, but she uses those Dunlop stuff. So, um, <laughs> uh, anyway, she says he doesn't help me. That's a lie. Uh, anyways. Um, so I have her, but when you do nationals, you need probably like a minimum of four people. You know, really? there's people that do it with less, but like you have to have tires ran, like, unless you don't want to, I mean, you, you can burn yourself out. So I, like, I know Anthony and Stacy did it with just those two, you know, but there's still other people there helping us, you know, like, right. it wasn't, it wasn't just a two man show. So, that makes um, sense. You you just need help, like in the pits, especially, or I mean, on hot pit, especially, like, yeah, it it's there's so many so many things that can be done, you know. Like I know, um, Stefano Mesa changes on tires on hot pit, you know, but he's still got two other dudes there. They're doing other things, you know. Wow. So, okay, so um, let's see. Bearded Jixer says that he does his races alone. The wife occasionally puts his rear stand on. Well. She's got to learn go. how to change some tires. And um, Finley wants to know who Bearded Jixer is. Um, it's a dude named Ernie. Can't his last name escapes me off the top of my head, but his <laughs> Richard, it's Ernie. It's the other Bearded Jixer guy, not you. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. All right. He's probably cooler than Rich. Um, oh, and Lugnuts <laughs> is saying, oh, I thought you had two accounts. <laughs> wow, I wouldn't put it past him to comment twice to you know to help out the, the algorithm or whatever. <laughs> oh, I know he's he's, he, a, he's like a that. that's right, dude. He'll help yeah. everyone out. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see here. Brian Green asked something else. Um, 
He said something else. I'm, I must have lost it. Damn it. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so uh, Barry says that he's there for fun. There's a few people in this chat that he's raced that are faster than him. But at the end of the day, it's just club racing. Maybe he'll do Moto America one time, but that's not his goal. His goal is to Hell waste yeah. money and have a smile on his face. Oh, that's well, dude, that's an easy, accomplishable goal club right racing there. racing <laughs> is your sport, brother. That's right. You want to waste <laughs> money, dude, go club racing. Okay. So, you know, obviously I'm involved in uh, the CRA. Um, yep. You raced with us a little bit. What, what do you, what'd you think? So super well organized actually i was a little surprised because we just did actually this mini the new mini races um like i just got this so valley so we did mini races it wasn't quite as well organized tons of fun but obviously yeah. there were some kinks but uh i feel like the event ran super smooth and we had fog too so that delayed a bunch of stuff and right. it like it still got done you know in a timely fashion it was you weren't delayed for super long we weren't waiting for races once it was ready to go. Right. And yeah, I, I had a blast. Like registration was super easy. I hit you up. I was like, hey, dude, I need a license. And you're like, click some buttons. And I was ready to go. So. Right on. Didn't and let me have my number, but that's cool. It, well, you know, because somebody else had it, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're fine. not. I think I told you um, verbatim. I said, um, you're not special. That uh, is exactly what you said. <laughs> And you I know, left the chat. I mean, seriously, you know, you you were at our Laguna event, right? And yep. um like that was the first club race at Laguna in like forty years or something. Yeah. Or yep. maybe more, I don't know. But like tell me what you think what you what you and your crew were talking about that event, you know. Was it like to to me it was like super special, right? Because it was yeah. like, wow, dude, we brought club racing back to Laguna. That was badass. Yep. And it was super fun. The grids were packed. So, like, from from the rider's perspective, like, what would you think about that? So, f as a rider, the 20-lap race, that was probably my favorite thing of the weekend. Like, obviously, there was everybody from different talent levels, you know? Like, I think there was amateurs in that one, right? No. No. There's oh, no well, amateurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. Cause, the yeah, because... The GT yeah. race did have amateurs in it. That's right. So, that... Yeah that was interesting. Like you're battling, but you're also having to deal with like Lap lappers. Yeah. Which I don't, I'm not normally fast enough to make that, that I don't know how, how that would work, but I'm not fast enough to have to lap people. You know, so you're usually not doing 20 lap races. Exactly. I mean, maybe if they were, we were doing 20 laps everywhere else, then yeah, it might happen, but definitely not sprint racing. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it was there's just a couple a blast, of things man. I could throw at you with CRA, and tell me, just tell me what you think. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The sprint races were eight laps instead of. I I like the longer races because it feels like, especially at Laguna. I mean, even if we could just make the races, you know, seventeen minutes long, that's like the perfect amount, you know. Oh, is it? So, yeah, it's it's great. So twenty minutes a little too long. I'll get a little winded. Oh, you know, but 10 minutes, not enough. We, it's, like, you, it's like a little dabble in the race and then you're, you're done already. So, so, you know, eight lap sprints, 20 Love lap, it. 16 to 20 lap GP race, uh, uh depending GT. on G, uh, grand touring, right? Grand yep, touring. Yep. Yep. So yeah, the GT races are 16 to 20 laps, depending on what your displacement is. And yep. 
the track's distance. So some of the tracks, like Button Willow, we learned that 18 was yeah. better. Yeah, right? you run I mean, out of gas I know at back 20. I ran out of so. gas that one time. I was like, oh, I shit. know, dude. Almost and he, he was in, what, second, right? Uh, yeah, I think or, so. Yeah. Something. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, it was, uh, we tried it. You know, it's like, oh, that didn't work. But, uh, yeah, so if it's a track like that, we'll do 18 laps. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, just to make sure everybody makes the makes the checkered flag, right? But um, Yeah, and I remember I had asked you, too, like, I have fuel foam in the gas tank because it's a requirement for Moto America. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to even make the 20 laps at Laguna. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, I got there, you know, the, the gas light was on, but ended up making it, so... Yeah, I, I mean, think that was the perfect distance. You know, it, it was like a hard race physically, but you know, it's still like their strategy. I love that the strategy yeah. part of it, man. Yeah, that's my favorite. Because then you're like battling with your homie, and then you start yep. catching lappers, and you're like, "Oh, dude, I'm gonna huck this lapper at him." Yeah. Right? Yep. So it's great, man. And then you see him, you're like, "Oh God, I'm gonna catch him in the corkscrew." You're like, "Oh, where am I gonna pass?" Yeah. It's and then, what do you, you know, you've you've raced at a lot of clubs. Uh, did you yep. have you raced AFM yet? Uh, I have not raced AFM, but I went to. It was after I crashed, so I watched uh, Anthony and Rainey race at AFM. Okay. So. So you've okay. So you've raced uh, and you've been to AFM. You've raced. Yeah. CRA, so I know their format. CBA, MRA, Wira. Did you yep. do the Utah Sport Bike Association thing? I did. Too? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So okay. Now, now that you've raced at all those, like mm-hmm. compare CRA's trophies and podium ceremonies to every <laughs> other club. So, and go. so here's the thing: um, CVMA just started doing the podium celebrations for the shootouts only. But CRA, you get the badass champagne. You get a you know interviews. I love that. Like you get their. After, like right after the race, they're getting interviewed, you know, with the adrenaline still flowing and yeah, um, like no other organizations doing that. So that's appreciated. Like even when, you know, so when you guys did the girl race and all the chicks were up there, you know, that's a special moment for them. Like, you know, I'm not saying that they don't get recognized in every club because usually they have their own race, but it's not like something that anybody really focuses on. Like, Oh, if M wall is out, like, okay, that's just a break until my race. You know, honestly, I thought that no offense to any girls out there, but it's like, I'm not going to go watch. I know. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. Um, but it's like, it's cool when it's people, you know, though. So like, as time has gone on and now I know pretty much every chick on the grid, I go watch the race. So, um, and obviously, Rainey's racing now, so it's a requirement. I'm, I'm required to go watch it, but they don't do the the podium for that. You know, yeah. they don't get recognition. They only they do the race, you know, but and they have their own championship, but it's not like an immediate recognition. So, yeah, I think um, I don't. I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but I don't know exactly how we pick what classes are going to get podium ceremony. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know. I'm just going to say that Gigi just sticks a star next to whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, okay. I didn't even know. I thought it was most of them. Yeah. And I think there's like five or six of those things at weekend, man. She buys yep. all this champagne. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, um, but I, I mean, it's, um, you know, I think it's something good for cl- to recognize club racers, you know? I mean, yeah. like, like club racing for me, like the entire time I've been club racing, 
a lot of times the club focuses a lot of effort, almost all their effort on the top, you know, 10 dudes. Yeah, the, and, the fast you know, class, yeah. And it's like the club is built on everyone else. Yep. So, like, why not recognize them too, man? The, you right. know, that guy on the 660 or the R7 or whatever is – He's spending money. The guy in like our club, um, Harley dudes come out, right? Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. if you knew how much money some of these guys have in their Harleys, you'd be like, what, dude? <laughs> right? I know. I mean, seriously, like, you know, you and I, we ride, we ride a current thousand, right? Yep. Building and racing a current thousand is not um, like the old $10,000 race bike days are yeah. long gone. Yep. And, um, Dude, these Harley guys that race at CRA, you know, Brandon um, and the rest of them, they're yep. all, they're like $30,000, $50,000 sportsters, basically. Right? I know. And I'm like, yeah. wow. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, some of them, sometimes they crash and it bends the forks and stuff and they somehow get the thing straightened out and they're racing still that weekend. So, yep. Um, it, it's, it's pretty great to try and recognize each kind of group. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And I, th I think, um, that does a lot for the longevity of the sport too. Yeah. So you'll get like the people that got a podium, you know, like a, let's say we did an amateur celebration or a podium celebration and like that was their second race weekend ever. They come out, you know, they're like, Oh shit, I got a podium. Yeah. And then I got to spray champagne. Like yeah. this is badass. You yeah. Know? So but then, oh shit! I got champagne on my new leathers. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're or like, what like the hell? This... Or Laguna. That one dude like sprayed the that guy's bike or something. It was like, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, you talked about getting interviewed, man. Like, what do you what do you think of what do you think of LGB's time on the mic? Right, <laughs> that dude's hilarious. He, you want to know it's hilarious? So, um, backstory: I proposed at Laguna at the CRA event. Right. I was so... going to ask you about that. Yeah. Oh, I sorry. Notes, anyway, man. but go ahead, dude. I don't. Well, you I don't know. I can't read it's your notes. Fucked. I can't read. Yeah, your it's notes. already fucked. Um. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're way all over the place. Anyway. I know, right? Uh. So it's so funny. Uh. I remember what he said. He goes, "Oh yeah." And so your your fiance Clint just proposed to you this weekend, right? And so everyone was like silent, and I was like, "Wait, is he talking to Rainy right now? Like someone else got engaged, you know?" And I, then I look up, and he's like talking to Rainy. I'm like. Oh, he met me, but and he's like pointing at me, and he's like, "That's your name, right, Clint?" In your defense, like, you kind of. I was like, like "Damn it!" I know they call me Baby Huey, Clint, whatever. It's yep. it's fine, dude. Um, so that cracked me up, but dude, he does a great job, and like even during the race, he's announcing stuff, and like it's nice to hear the the race. Like, say you're changing a tire and you can't go watch, like at least you can hear who's battling for the win, right? You know, and it's right. Yeah, I love that. So I tell him to keep it up. I, I definitely will, you know. I mean, LGB is uh, – now, the other thing is there's a few comments in there about the Laguna <laughs> National Anthem. Um, oh, the Jimi Hendrix, dude? Yeah, I mean – You got to fire whoever was in charge of that. That was 15 minutes I'll never get back. Wow. Yeah, we had many discussions uh, after <laughs> that. And the thing is, was like, you know, that's a well-known National Anthem. And, you know, yeah. the, I, I get exactly why it was used. But I yep. think we didn't realize it was like 18 minutes long. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> and then when you think, all right, we're, we're about halfway like every, through it. Restarts every, at the beginning. You're like, like I, I remember standing there. And there was there was a guy that wanted to talk to me about something. And I looked around and everybody starts giggling. You know, they're like, yep. Shit, it's not over yet. You know, so yep. 
Yeah, it's funny because like I'm super patriotic. I love America, but I had to chuckle because it just kept going, man. And we're all looking at each other like, is this thing going to end or what? Yeah. All right. And then uh, Brian Green, uh, he's he was asking about Dave Thomas, you know, uh, gifting me a foot peg at Laguna. Oh, I saw that video. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, he just, like, straight up, like, hucked this foot peg at me, dude. Yeah. And then he's like, dude, that's, that's it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, dude, he got it. it. It fell off at the perfect time. That was. Right uh, out of turn 10. That was, uh, that was right before the turn 11 Skittles, you know. Yep. I think oh, it was yeah. Jack <laughs> and. Um, yeah, a couple other yeah. fast dudes. Yeah, it was like three or four bikes, and some were orange and stuff. And dude, leather. two guys were wearing the same suit, and yeah. so I like I thought I was having like this seizure, dude. I, there was one guy in an orange suit standing on the inside of eleven, one guy in the dirt on the outside of eleven. I, I think it was Wes, maybe it was one. Yeah, of it was them. Wes. Yeah, so and I'm like going through the corner, and I'm like, "What's happening?" There's two dudes that yeah. look exactly the same. Same, like, almost, they looked identical to me. Same height, same yeah, build, Yeah, like, everything. I rolled through there, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> it's like Skittles on the ground. Yeah. Like, and, I see and, you know, a fender somehow, go 50 feet in the air. Somehow, they were all out of the way before we got back through the next time, you know? Yep. I think yep. there was, like, The race a, didn't stop. There was, like, a chunk of plastic or something on, right, right before Yeah, it was. The, yeah. It was uh, Jack's fender. Oh, was that And I, was? yeah, so, like, me, that was the uh race with me and will and i i remember like i went on the outside of it and will's going on the inside of it and i'm like okay yeah. like hopefully that's not here when we come back yeah yeah so. that's pretty crazy all right so there's some more comments here oh yeah cool. so um yeah multi i guess mra also does pretty good uh race weekend interviews mm-hmm. i i thought mra's mra when i raced with them dude mra it was like um it was like a campout sesh, you know? It was like yeah. What, the first couple of times I raced, I mean, this is obviously like those people that I were that racing there are probably mostly gone now, but because, mm-hmm. um, you know, attrition, whatever. But when right. I raced there in 2010 and 11, you know, when I raced there in 2010 and I was building CVMA um, in the background, I was like, man, I wanted the vibe to be like the vibe at MRA. It was like, yep. dude, it was like they the racing was almost secondary, right? Yeah. It was like a camping trip with your home, with 200 of your homies, right? And, Dude, it was, um, it was the best, man. It was great, right? And, you know, yep. and this, this is back when Shane Turpin was still, like, the man out there. Yeah, know? yep. And, um, you know, Rob Chrisman, I think, was there, but Turp was pretty much, pretty dominant. And, um, man, it was just, the vibe there was just so good. I wanted to replicate yeah. that here, you know, and that's, that's kind of how CVMA started really. Right. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, I went there, I think that summer and I came back and I called Nikki and I was like, Hey dude, you still want to do that race thing? Yep. You know, so that's kind of Kyle's little history lesson there for those that don't know. <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> um, it's pretty cool. Cause they do. So like they're after the four hour, you know, they have all the teams like sitting there in the, paddock and everyone's you know has their beer or whatever yeah and like nobody really knows who won you know because it's always super close right and uh like you guys are having like side bets like oh i bet we beat you and yeah uh, it was that was us and the posse guys i love them so all right so now let's go back to your proposal thing um you bugged me for months for this i did you did you and gg 
You were yep. bu- you were up my ass for like two months before the Laguna round even started. Yep. And um, unfortunately, I missed it because I was busy blowing up air fence. I know. Um, that was our excuse to get out there, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was the – I set you guys up a track walk. Yeah, track which got canceled. It did? So, yeah. So, um, we, were out, GG, we were out setting up air fence. I missed that. <laughs> so the original plan was to let everyone go out on the track for a track walk, like yeah. between, you know, four and five or five and six, something like that. Yeah. And so I had brought Rainey's parents out. Oh, my um, Like they were there. They were going to be there for the whole thing. And they just thought, you know, Rainey's racing at Laguna. It's a cool opportunity, whatever. So I had this planned for months. I know. You know, like I was like, all right, I'm proposing in Rainy Corner to Rainy, you know, like, so that was cool for me. And, uh cool for her i'm sure but it worked out because gd was like track the track walks canceled but she goes we really need your help blowing up air fences and i was like oh, i don't want to fucking blow up air fences you know i want to go propose and she's like no you idiot we're gonna go propose yeah you know, i was like okay yeah. cool so we all got to get she's in like, richard's truck help. yeah so right? i'm like hey uh tim and steph i need to go blow up air fences but we really need your help and brandy's like why aren't you know Okay, I guess we'll go blow up air fences. Like, she couldn't figure out why I was so, like, intent on doing this. Yeah. And so we get out get out of the truck, and I was like, oh, Randy, we got to go take our picture. You know, like, we have a picture there. Yeah. Um, since I raced the first time at, at uh, Laguna um, in 2019, I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we were just trying to replicate that. And then, um, so our friend Dylan was there to shoot the, the pictures. And so he gets out of the truck, and he's like, taking pictures and you know we were trying to make it not obvious so i go down and i grab rainy's hands and i totally fumbled all the words and i was like i love you you know i love you right Uh, (laughs) you know tried to spit out like something that were some words that were like meaningful but it came out retarded anyway she's like i don't even know what you said so that works out great and i just got down on one knee and yeah, so now we're getting married. Yeah, and she's gonna When's be stuck with me. Uh, September sixteenth. We just oh, set a date. So that's why she said, "Hopefully, the race weekend's not on the 16th. Yep, <laughs> yep. So that's why, dude. We waited for all the race orgs to come out dude, with the schedule. We're still, you know, we have we have dates uh, in June, September, and October. Yep, we're not sure. I mean, yep. we, we, you know, they haven't confirmed them yet. So um, that's the hard thing is like we didn't want to put our friends in a spot where they have to choose. Right. You know, so and if they choose racing, like that's cool with me, honestly, like that's that's a lot of fun. That's so, normal. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think the one race weekend I skipped was for my brother's wedding in Australia. Yeah. That was it. Oh, that's a good reason to skip. That'd um, be pretty badass. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know. Club racers are, you know, racers going to race, right? I mean, that's, that's right. what happens. Um, that's a pretty cool story that you have there, man. Like that. Thanks, dude. Yeah, you know, and you did that at the at our weekend, which is hilarious. yeah, the CRA weekend. Yeah, dude, yeah it's. I was originally I was like talking to Nicole Cox for Moto America to do it, and like, oh, maybe they can get like a camera out there, and she was yeah. like, yeah, like let's do it. And then I thought, like, oh man, what if I go out there? I do all this proposing stuff, and then I don't qualify or something. Like, I get hurt, you know? So I was like, man, I'm just going to do it at, at CRA. Because it was, like, the next weekend, I think. Word on the like street is that Finley's going to um, get ordained and marry you guys? 
That is correct. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So it's funny. I asked him, I was like, hey, man, will you be my best man? And he's like, of course. I already have the speech written. My guy actually wrote the speech, and I thought he was joking, but he shared the speech around to some of our, some of our friends on the team. And they all started crying. I was like, oh, God, it's a, it's a good speech. Oh, wow. <laughs> So so now it's he gets to do a speech and marry us, but also my friend Nick is going to be like the other best man. There's two kind you of have, I don't know. You have two best men. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's really Nick is like the the best man, <laughs> but Rich is like also he's ordained and going to marry us. So That's cool. That's like kind of like being a best man. Nice. Yeah, so. okay. So back to track day club racer guy. Yeah, 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 sorry. Keep yeah. getting sidetracked. Okay, so you work for this other track day company. Uh, I do. Days, but, you know, Apex Assassins. And sure do. And what is it exactly that you do for them? So, And, and I'm um, going to wait just a second because you've seen the meme that I made years ago, right? About yeah, oh, yeah, I know. The, uh, the, I don't say it. The I don't control writer. Uh, control writers are douchebags. Yep, right? that's correct. And you know so, that comes from that that control writers or douchebags thing. For those that don't realize it, it it came from the attitude that came out of the mouths of people saying it, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a control writer. I'm and a control like, writer. Get out of my way. Right? Yeah. Look at my jersey. Yeah. Listen to me. And I made, dude. I posted up that meme years ago, and Bill Russell yep. was like, "Dude, that shit's funny, but bro, yeah, you're are you ready for the heat?" I'm like, I don't give a shit about the heat. It's me. Yeah. And um, that's something I'm kind of working on personally, you know, but it's not, it's not, it's just me. Right. So, um, yeah, you can only be yourself. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, even now, like I don't call my staff dudes on the track um, control writers cause that's just, yeah, ugh, just a name control writers. I hate it. Yeah. Um, so we, we actually are just staff writers is staff what, dudes. yeah. Yeah. So we're just the staff guys. Yeah. And, we don't I, I don't like to control anybody's time at the track ever. Like I don't even like if they need help, you know, I'll give them a little tip here and there, but really like we're just there to make sure people aren't like apexing the last corner and then exiting the track without their hand up and cutting someone off causing an accident, you know, which is I feel like the most um of the errors that we fix is or just track e entry corner. or exit. Yeah. Yeah, entry, exactly. Entry exit stuff so. is key. I you know yep. what? I think I, I think our, our guys, um, and, and you guys kind of have a rep for this too, is just trying to make sure everybody's having a good time, you know? Exactly. Like the, thing that, the thing that the people that, um, that that meme was made for were people that get in the way of having a good time. They, it's like they forgot that it's supposed yep. to be fun, right? Yeah, and the, sometimes people get that, that power trip, you know, like, oh, I have a jersey, and so yes. now I got to tell people what to do. Yes. But like nobody wants to be talked at, you know, right at a track day. They'd spend all this money to be out there and now you're going to make them feel like like scared to get back out there to make another mistake, you know. Right. So it really you just want to be like, hey, dude, you, you rode really good. I just want to make sure you're doing it safely. You know, I want you to just put your hand up a little bit earlier and stay to the right instead of, yeah. you know, riding and then pulling off last second. So, yeah, because if you make a correction on somebody like that they'll remember to not do that again. Yeah. But if you make a correction with them by yelling at them and screaming at them and throwing walkie-talkies and shit at them, yep. that's what they're going to remember. They're not going to remember what they did to fuck up. They're going to remember exactly. that crazy person went ballistic on them, right? Yep. So, yep. like, I mean, you know, back in the day, like, 
we were at a we were at a uh, an event at Willow Springs uh, at this other guy's track day company, and the guy's name was Tom Sarah, um, mm-hmm. the OG owner of Fast Track Riders. Mm-hmm. So the guy, there was a guy on track that had blown the checkered flag, and um, you know he just missed it. He was probably behind somebody and didn't see it. Yeah. Yep. Happens. Dude, they, there was an emergency riders meeting called, and every because rider, of that. And every rider was brought it, uh, around the like winter circle area at Willow, and yep. he's like, "Now you get to watch this guy getting thrown out, right?" And so he's yelling at this guy in front of everybody, Jeez. right? Throws his walkie-talkie yeah. down, it explodes into a million pieces, and we're all like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, right. And um, that that kind of stuck with me, you know? Like, uh, I mean, yeah. That, that, you don't uh, want to be that guy. Yeah, dude, you don't want to be that guy, man. You want people to have a good time. Yeah, you want people to remember you for being nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, I uh, my first track day that I ever went to was with Sport Bike Track Time okay. at Barber. Okay. And they do this really cool thing where if you run the checkered flag, I can't remember if it's twenty five or fifty dollars, but it's a fine. But they donate it all to the Wo- Wounded Warriors Project. So it's like, all right, you ran the checkered, you owe 25 bucks. We're going to donate it all to Wounded Warriors. But like, so it's like, okay, you screwed up and you really don't want to pay any more money, but all right, here's $25. At least it goes to a good cause, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, we get that occasionally. I think the biggest thing, like you said, was getting on and off the track, you know? For sure. So um, I guess you uh, kind of recently, last maybe couple of years, you started coaching too, right? Yeah, so actually it's the beginning of this year. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah, I started my own coaching business. So I do one-on-one coaching with, with riders. And I really like seeing the progression. Like I started out giving my friends advice, you know, like yeah. just kind of what I learned. And I've I've had coaching from Pridmore and um, coaching from Hayes, you know, like Dale Kiefer's giving me tons of advice. I always talk to him at the track and it's just – something I really enjoy is seeing the progression of other people, you know, like it's, it's hard to get, or it's easy to get wrapped up in your own progression and like stuck, stuck in the mud, I guess. But like looking at someone else's progression and their, their story, you can see the progression, like from, you know, day one, you started working with them to now. Mm -hmm. And I worked with my buddy, Matt, who, you know, he was like in the two Oh fives, couldn't break it at all. Now he's in like the 54s on a twin, so he's, he's yeah. going pretty good, man. So, like, I <laughs> I got asked on a podcast, like, what's it going to be like if one of your trainees or one of your people you're coaching, like, surpasses you? And I'm like, man, that would be insane. It'd be, like, one of the biggest ego checks ever, but yeah. just awesome. It would be so cool. Like, hey, I started that. I started the, you know, the learning curve for him. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I I totally feel you, man. Like I, I've been doing this a long time, so it's for me watching a guy like you. Uh, I I dude, I remember you in New Racer, right? Yep, I know. So like to watch you, and now you're coaching people, and I'm like, shit, man. Like, you know, well, say what you will, but I'm like, dude, we we touched that guy, and now look at him. Yep, and it's also like trying to instill ways to make the sport kind of sustainable so you stay exactly because you, know? you yeah. see it you you talked about it early on in the podcast right like 
so many people quit the sport for various yep. reasons, right? Most of the time, it's either it's two things. It's either they crash their way out of the sport or they run out of money out of the sport. Yep. One of those two. And Sometimes crashing both. is a way to run out of money. Right. I mean, look, so. you know, I, I mentioned the guy earlier, right? Cole Fugatti. Like, that dude was good. Yep. And then he had one big crash, and that was it. He's out. Yeah. So, yep. um, I was you, actually in that race. <laughs> my, mind you, he did have a pretty nasty head injury, too. So. He did. Um, yep. And we've all kind of gone through that, right? I mean, Team CTE right here, right? Yeah, CTE, I know. Right? I can't say that because of my job. I, I oh, didn't have a no, – yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I did not do that. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it does suck. And it's part of it. Like, yeah, you know, it's a dangerous sport. So, yeah, I mean, look, what... we used to say it was like two to three years. And it's like, yep. you know, their first year is track a guy. Second year is amateur guy. Third year is expert yep. guy. And then that's it. Then they bounce. And that's but that's not factoring in nowadays like they People get so many races as an amateur. Sometimes yep. it's like track the guy, amateur season, out. You know? Yep. So we're and trying to... a lot of people, it's like, I'm not saying sandbag, but a lot of people are intimidated by like, oh, now I have to go race for 20th. Yeah, now I have to go know? race against Aussie Dave or Bryce Prince. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, um, we were all there, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't get to it. this point by, yeah, you just get, I mean, yeah. It is frustrating. Don't get me wrong. Like, especially when you start getting a little faster and you're like, okay, I'm like within touching distance now. I can see them now. And you can't close. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then they're gone, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I can remember, I I guess my, my best year at Chuck Walla, right? Like I, Mm -hmm. I could hang with uh, Andrew Lee for a little bit and I learned so much just from being at pace, watching that dude racecraft got up, you know, and then had some epic battles with, uh, with that full send, you know, Alex. Yep. Oh, Alex Fuller. Yeah, I mean, we we had some <laughs> epic scraps because of that, and yeah, and it was like, dude, when when it was happening, and maybe this is the same for you, but like, when you're going the best that you can that you've ever seen, it's like you would think that it was you were slow, right? Yeah, right? yeah, that's I can't. It's the weirdest thing. People are like, oh man, what does it feel like to go that fast? And I'm like. Dude, I thought I was doing like 52s, yeah. you know, and then you're like, look at the lap timer, and you're like 47, you know, like that's pretty legit, <laughs> like that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so do you? You're just you, in a good flow. At the track day, do you do you help out in tech stuff too, or? Yeah. So we pretty much the whole team starts out the day. We start in tech, and then um, we kind of move into our own jobs, you know, throughout the day. Like whether that's to do kitty herder laps is what we call it. It's kitty herding. So kitty herding. Yeah, like to do your little siding laps. So like yeah. two two laps on. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do. I do tech. Um, Rainy does tech and CVMA for like the actual. Oh, really? Tech inspection. Okay. Yeah. So that probably helps to put a dent in the, the race weekend budget. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Now that luckily we guys... still have separate budgets. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Good luck with that. She's dude. She's uh, she's sponsored now. She's got oh, um, oh. a fresh face racing. Yeah, oh, she's okay. She's killing it, dude. Okay. It, unfortunate luck this year with um, two blown engines and a crash. But um, yeah, dude, she's That's, going fast, man. You know, I don't know the specifics of her engine drama, but um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of racers, uh, Chiquetto and I, 
last week we're talking about this and yep. a lot of racers will will save their money up front with whatever it is they're building but then that savings up front costs them three times as much on the backside through failures oh for sure so yeah i mean i not shitting on rainy but you know when you have two engine failures <clears throat> in a year like maybe start asking questions like so different i'm not even going to say who built I'm not even going to say who built them because um, it actually is somebody reputable. I think just bad luck with um, some parts. So Parts fail, th- dude. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. She had a um, – like a – I don't know if it was a filter or something that went bad. So it just wasn't getting enough fuel and then – Dude, I've seen guys blow an engine because of a bad fuel pump. Yeah, you and know? that's Their pretty fuel much pump what happened. All of a sudden takes you know? the shit and then – you know, bye bye, right? And it sucks. Like that's not something you think about. Like bikes working fine, and yeah. then all of a sudden, like you build the engine, like it's fresh motor. Yeah. And then it doesn't get enough fuel, and that's what happens. You yep. know, so yep. very unfortunate. But um, then she had a like a thro- a TPS wire that like was not like I think it was exposed, but anyway, it basically sent her off at full throttle. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, grab the clutch and then high side you know, it. So. Last year at Thunder Hill, I, I had an electronic issue that ended up getting like my bike shut off, like my oh, bike yeah. shut off entering turn two at Thunder Hill and I got smashed from behind. Like, oh, is that what happened? Yeah. And the other dude was asleep, right? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he got a helicopter ride and everything. Yeah. Um, I remember bummer he doesn't remember the helicopter ride. you spend so much money you think i mean yeah right i mean that's way more expensive than like the hawaii ones you don't have to spend 50 grand on a hawaii one right but yeah i mean yeah that's what happened like i entered the corner and my electronics shut off and my bike shut off i was like what the fuck and i'm like there's nowhere to go dude like smash and that was it so yeah you know i think sometimes shit happens you it know? does. Yeah. I, so I read one of the comments earlier. I think it was Danny that said, have you ever blown a tranny on your Cowie? And I have actually, it, it blew up coming out of the slide or going into the slide. And that's, so that's where I usually go. Speaking of blowing trannies, Gil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> have you guys, speaking of blowing trannies, have you guys been to the zebra? <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Move okay. on. So, yeah. um, all right. I'm gonna like we're at like an hour and a half ish. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's already eight. I'm gonna try to wrap this up, but yeah, yeah. uh, Let's wrap this up with what's the weirdest thing that you've seen at a track day? Ah, weirdest. Yep. Both Um, on or off track. I'm gonna say someone who's in expert group go the wrong way down pit lane. So like they're. (laughs) <laughs> they're in the fast group and they're like, all right, I'm heading on the track. And like, everyone's pointing to go this way and they turned right. And you're like, Oh, so okay. yeah, that's, that's pretty weird. I mean, without a lot of time to think, I think that's how about in a race. Like what's the weirdest thing you've seen a competitor do in a race? I can give you one as an idea. Mm. Like I was in a race. What at, is it? I was in a race at Willow Springs one time and um, there was a guy, he's pretty quick and I'm, passing him i'm trying to pass him on the outside of turn nine and Mm -hmm. right at the apex of turn nine this dude like throws his leg up and right across my front wheel to the track yep that happened to a buddy of mine so (laughs) now that you've heard that 
Uh, let's see. I mean, I've seen all kinds of dumb shit, you know? Yeah. I've like, got a tire I've mark seen... on a set of leathers back there from your buddy Bill. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> like, I slowed okay. down a little bit to, like, wait for somebody, and Bill just smashed me. <laughs> the, uh, so, you know Zoomer, right? Oh, I know Zoomer. It's old oh, man shit. Zoomer. Here we go. Yeah. The Zoomer so... stories. Let me roll my sleeves up real quick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, I would say they're both my fault because I was behind. But um, he is blind in his left eye. I think yes, it's his left. I think so. So he enters the left-handers a little slower. But I didn't know this at the time. So I, like, had a not a good run on him, but, like, you know, I was coming up behind him relatively quickly, and yeah. he just throws on the air brakes. And I full stoppied into the side of him. Um, it I hit him so hard that my, my clip-on folded, like, to my tank like a 10 speed and yeah exactly <laughs> my my lever guard was pointed up like a middle finger my um rear brake lever folded around my foot peg oh, so wow. so i hit the clip on out after i already smoked zoomer like we both go off the track we both stayed up like anthony has it on video i have it on my instagram it's like pretty gnarly video but uh i yeah i was like all right i'm gonna get back out there so i hit the clip on back out i put the lever guard back into a spot and i go to get back on track and since my rear brake was folded over my foot peg, I didn't know this at the time. I put my foot like on my foot peg, like I was getting ready to go. And I went to stand up to look behind me to make sure I wasn't going to merge into anybody. And it locked the rear brake up and almost high sided me in the dirt. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah. So <laughs> that's pretty weird. It is. It is an odd, odd thing. And Zoomer's the only person that I've legitimately punted off the track twice. So. Yeah, I've, I've never both left-handers. Um, I, I have my own Zoomer experiences as well. Um, mm -hmm. Zoomer, I would always just like uh, whenever if I was behind him, I would just late break him, and then um, basically park the thing on the inside and yeah, so he couldn't turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then he's got to turn Especially his whole head if it's to going see to you to the right because it's only yeah, depth perception oh, dude. up, dude. <laughs> Uh, it's so bad. I, I feel bad. He's actually really fast, Dude, which he's is quick and he's fun. Yeah. He's fun you know? to race with for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely my bad. And I mean, I have a ton more stories like that, like where I've been run into the back of, uh, the Legion vlog says you have, he has the vid and he's been making money off of it. On the side. <laughs> I think that's coop. Is that yeah, coop? yeah. I, yeah. I think I'm so. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> yep. He, uh, hey, way, to go, I, way to make money. Off I know. Buddies, hey man, I'll take uh, my royalties. Yeah. yeah. I'll take my royalties. Nice work, dude. Nice work. Where's that video? Maybe I can make some money off of it too. Yeah. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I should put it in the chat, you know? Oh man. All right, dude. Well, you know what? It's been a good time tonight, Ty. Yeah, I, man. You know, hope everybody enjoyed it. Looked like everybody was kind of tuned in and commenting the whole time. So dude, yeah, thanks for fun. the chat, bud. And now uh, you're the first club racer that I've talked to and, you know, uh, first of hopefully many, I'm going to try to, with this, I'm going to try to talk to a bunch of club racers this year. And, and, and it's not just from our local clubs. I'm going to start out with our local people, but you know, I'm, maybe I'll get Anthony at some point, right? Yeah. Be fun. Yeah. He needs it. Um, but you know, my goal is to like, try to get people hyped on club racing, man. Cause it is so much fun. Dude, it's a blast. Like, I mean, honestly, it's it's weird to say this, but you, like, kind of build your life around it. You know, like, all your days off are club racing, all your, like, taking overtime shifts. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's normies. 
dude, I don't know what the hell I would do like if I didn't race motorcycles. Dude, I have no idea. I, I can tell you exactly what ever. I would do. I would sit on the couch eating Cheetos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And gain and <laughs> exactly. be like four hundred pounds. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Watching so Oprah I was naked. Reading, right. I was reading the comments, and uh, Rich said, "Can I get a ho? Oh, yeah." So, oh yeah. Oh god damn it! He asked me to ask you that. I forgot. Oh uh, no! I got him. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, cool, man. gotta go. Good time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Later, man. Wait.